Live from Guttercat Studios in the Metaverse, it's time for another episode of the Crazy About Crypto Show. And now here's your host, Crazy Carl. Hey, yo, what is going on? Thanks for being in this live spaces. And if you're listening to the podcast, hello from all around the world. And welcome to the Crazy About Crypto Show, an interactive live podcast on Twitter spaces for anyone exploring crypto and wanting to learn from others that have already dived into the space. From NFT artists to savvy crypto investors to everyday people just like you and I, this is a place where we can come together and learn about this new wave of innovation. Today, I'm excited to have someone that I have grown to admire deeply in the NFT space on the show. His appearance tonight is a reminder to me of how growth in the NFT space is best achieved organically, and the power of supporting and putting others' interests before yours can truly come back and accelerate your own growth. He worked alongside closely with Vinny Hager as he launched the wildly successful Letters NFT project and is now working behind the scenes with Will Nichols as a critical component in the very anticipated Weather Report NFT project. Although he may be behind the scenes most of the time, his common link to successful launches cannot be ignored, and I couldn't be more excited to talk with him tonight about growing strong communities in the Web3 space. It's my honor to share the stage tonight with the one and only Toby Lasso. What is going on, man? What is good, Carl, man? That was, I think I might be tearing up from that intro. That was so beautiful. Thank you so much for your very kind words. I couldn't be happier to be here with you, someone who I admire and respect deeply. Thank you for having me on the show. I'm excited to get it going. Uh, of course, man. And I mean, you really deserve flowers because uh, for a lot a lot of times, um, I don't think I have as many community builders on the show. And actually just talking about it makes me think I need to um, make sure to think about that as we continue to grow. Because I think part of uh, why I wanted to start this show is talk about all of the different avenues and all the different types of um, types of positions you can put yourself in the web3 space and uh and you are a perfect example that spotlights what um a community builder looks like and and like i said in the intro a lot of times it's um in football it's kind of like being on the o line or the d line like you don't really get any credit unless you mess up um but if things go smoothly it's a lot of times because of those guys that are just uh like doing the hard work to protect everyone else so i really and especially now working on building my own project i have even more respect for you because it's not easy and it's it's a lot of uh, a lot of work and time so um just huge props to you man for continuing to work and help and grow the space because it's a really beautiful thing so let's start with the same question I always start with on the show, which is just to uh, walk us through how you started in the crypto or NFT space, whichever came first. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I got into trading crypto in 2017, like a lot of people in the space, uh, mainly trading uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum and then some of uh, the more exciting uh, projects that came after that. Um, I, I was very low-key, and I was uh, in the army at the time still, in the British army, and uh, just sort of trading coins because I found the technology so interesting. You know, I was immediately pulled in by the potential of uh, decentralization and the potential of, of, of the technology to grow into something really beautiful. But I had this full-time job in the army where, where I was being sent all over the world, and I didn't really have time to, to dive quite deeply into into anything further than just trading coins. Um, so I was lucky to have a few wallets from back then. And then I left the army 
uh, a few years ago now, maybe two years ago, and moved out to California just to figure out what I was going to do with my life and, and see where where my next sort of stage of life was going to come from. It was a I'd been in the army since I was 18 and left when I was 25, and uh, you know it takes a huge chunk out of uh, of your life at that point and trying to reevaluate those skill sets and use them in different ways. You know I I may have been an officer um, in the Royal Artillery, but the way that translates to a real life job and you know, using those leadership skills or whatever skills you may have and, and applying that into uh, civilian life and finding some way to gain some money to live from it uh, is, is a whole different task. So I moved out to California and had made it sort of saved up enough money to just sort of surf for six to eight months and, and see see where the chips fell. Um, and yeah, sort of then at the big sort of the tail end of 2020 into 2021, I found NFTs, you know, I, I created my I was sort of lurking. I had, didn't even have my own Twitter account. I was just lurking around crypto Twitter and then fell into NFTs and, and just sort of went down this rabbit hole. I, I, I was very lucky to have grown up in, a, in an art-loving family. My mum did a, a, uh, a fine arts degree while I was growing up and I was very young. And so there's art books all over the house. And uh, she used to take me to the National Gallery to see all these lovely paintings. And, and, and uh, it's been a huge part of my life. So then when that tokenomics that I was obsessed with uh, from trading coins then became even more interesting and ensuing when you add you know pictures and artwork to it uh, I was just sort of hooked and I think that that's such an interesting part of trading cryptocurrency you know like people who are leveraged traders or people who trade regular coins find it a lot harder to um, you know what well, they don't have emotional attachments to them and then when you add the emotional attachment of the artwork it just completely changes changed my life and and here i am you know almost a year and two months later uh this is my full-time job and i couldn't be happier that's amazing i'm gonna go back in your story because there was one part that just got me really jazzed up and actually uh made me feel like we're gonna be best friends now because uh you were you talked a little bit about tokenomics which is um something that fascinates me uh in terms of of crypto because when you build in the and when you build in the crypto space, you know everything is transparent. So that means you, before you launch everything, you can really determine how it's all going to go down, and then you're kind of locked into that. Especially when you look at some of the ICOs. Um, and so you had mentioned that that's part uh, partly what fascinated you about the crypto space. So I'd love for you to touch on um, if if you could talk a little bit about tokenomics prior to the NFT, because I really see um, the way you move around the NFT space. Uh, it doesn't surprise me of kind of the success you have helping with projects, because I think you do understand uh, the, the tokenomics and the ecosystem. So I'd love for you to go uh, and talk us a little bit more about where where that um, where like kind of that conviction moment happened, where you got excited about crypto and some of these projects, the ICO craze that happened, uh, and just if you if you wouldn't mind sharing with the audience a little bit more about what you mean when you say tokenomics. Yeah, um, I, I I I'm a bit worried because you know I I'm not necessarily like the the most. Um, understanding of things like that but i i do have a, a deep deep love and and respect for for the way that um 
you know, tokenomics has changed the face of, of finance. You know, um, I, I I use the cool pets and and, and the milk and, and what's happening with the cool cats at the moment as an example of, of a way of of integrating a, a good tokenomic system and something that repays you for holding an asset rather than that asset just being something that you can sell um, rather than hold. And um, I, I think my first introduction to just like the power of the ecosystem of of, of tokens in general was I was uh, I'd. I'd bought this uh this coin zill um zillica it's a it's like a, a DeFi. it's not a DeFi. it's a it's a platform that um was sort of like a a, a um it was it was called an ethereum killer earlier on but it, it they basically created state sharding um which is super exciting just the way that you can just send money across the world um with a fraction of the of, of the price of, of doing it normally through a gas fee um and just 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 creating a technology that can um like verify transactions even quicker you know like uh, i think that i went down a rabbit hole at one point of just understanding what it could mean to move extreme amounts of money around the world quickly um and if you look at like how banks do it at the moment it has to go through a thousand different authentication layer um uh, layers of authentication and, and bank checks and fraud checks and all these other things that if you're an institution or a bank institution, you have to confirm before sending money anyway. If you have to want to wire transfer something, there's a bunch of different numbers and digits to go through it. Um, but the decentralization aspect of moving money around the world is super exciting because, um, you know, it, it negates a government, it negates a, a standing body or, or a, um, a, a banking body. And it means that if I want to send a million dollars across, it doesn't matter about the, the actual amount of money I want to send. If I want to send 20 cents uh, for a coffee, um, in China, uh, or I want to send $2 million, that transaction is exactly the same. It's just decentralized and, and the money can move quicker. And that's something that really was probably the initial thing that like hooked me into this space. So I was like, wow, okay, that's negating a whole bunch of not necessarily financial regulations or, or, or just sort of like bloated processes that we've had in the, in the financial world that just slow everything down. And that's when I realized that this technology was going to actually change the world. I love that. I mean, yeah, when you talk about the frictionless um, nature of the blockchain, it is a really beautiful thing. That's one of the, the biggest benefits of it, um, being able, and, and I think that's why when you see people coming into the space that have family overseas or uh, it, you start to see the, like, the real power of these things. I mean, when, you, when you're having to send money or like a bulk of money across the world, it is not an easy process. And it's, um, it, and it's riddled with all kinds of uh, just, just uh, hurdles that you have to go through. And so I love that um, that is what got you passionate about it because it is a huge factor of it. And, and I do think, like you said, like when you think about tokenomics and when you think about the blockchain, like this, this is, um, an inherently financial ecosystem. And so that you, like you had under, you understood that prior to kind of getting in the space. Um, and I think that one thing that's really cool is like, as we're seeing this onboarding wave now in the NFT movement, you're seeing a lot of people that maybe, uh, are not as financially literate kind of getting in for other reasons because they still they ha like everyone wants to be able to earn money so you're still looking for avenues to kind of grow and so you're seeing a lot of um, like people that are entertainers or artists or musicians that may not have a business or financial background or mindset, but they're able to kind of learn about um, as they get involved in, in the blockchain and in NFTs, they're able to get uh, a lot more knowledge about like, 
what all of this means um, too, and just be able to grow uh, in terms of our literacy with finances, which is a really exciting part that I've loved about seeing this this movement. This last wave is just like that it makes the mainstream adoption a lot easier when it's not like you're investing in in a stock that you don't really care about understanding. It's a lot more fun and entertaining, but you're still in the process of the fun. You're you're like learning about really important things, like you said, like borderless ecosystem, the frictionless nature of the blockchain, and you're learning about these um, through experience that you have with it, which is like a really beautiful thing. So yeah, I, I can I, go I, ahead. Sorry, Carl, I, I couldn't agree more. I just wanted to say that I think it is hilarious that the gateway drug to understanding DeFi and, you know, the future of the world is cute PFPs. You know, people are like, oh, I really like art and I really want to like get involved. And, in you know, and I really like this cat. Or I really like this ape or, you know, I really like this lemon. And a lot of people find out through their friends and they're like, you should buy this project and they get involved. And then, you know, the age old DYOR, do your own research comes in. And then sometimes a lot of people are front loaded on the art first and that's fantastic. And then they find uh, the decentralization and the DeFi aspect of it later on down the line. And I think that that's cool because it's just classic that human nature is that, you know, you chase something cute and end up with something world changing, you know? Yeah. And I think there is like, what I love is too, is like, there's a lot of crypto native people that have been in the space for years and years and years that honestly, they've, um, they haven't even kind of started coming over to the space. Like I, I know there's a lot of people that invest in altcoins and and um, leverage trading and DeFi um, that really don't mess around or play with NFTs at all. And it was always so fascinating to me. That was one thing that made me realize I like there was a niche in this segment for me because I um, my passion wasn't initially NFTs. It was all the stuff that came before it and NFTs evolved from it. But as I was like getting involved in this space, I was like, holy shit, like there's so many people in this space that just started this year. They're not in into all the stuff that I'm like super passionate about. Uh, and so it's been also just really cool to be able to talk to people and, and get to hear how they've learned about all of these things and now they understand it. But it's like when, when it wasn't, when it's not fun, like it's, it, it doesn't activate that part of the brain that these people, like a lot of people, you know, is what fascinates them. And, and that was always the big barrier to, I think, financial success uh, is it was always hard for a lot of people to understand, um, like, what was happening behind the scenes, why people were making a lot of money. Now you see things like um, like a cool pets drop and you're like, oh yeah, that's that's awesome. But really it's just like you're getting paid a dividend if it was like the stock market. Uh, and so all of these things uh, about, you know, f- like the financial networks are very similar on the blockchain, but it's just a different way of doing it. It's more fun, it's more engaging, and it's more cultural, which is why, you know, I'm so bullish on NFTs. And I think there's going to be a lot of people that start to see that NFTs aren't going away. Um, and that's why I'm also so bullish because I think we're going to see a lot of different waves colliding soon in this space um, because you're going to have a lot of the crypto natives like myself that are, are dabbling more and more, which you're starting to see because you start seeing these whales like there's so much money in the the um, crypto ecosystem that when those people start coming in, you think like you think you see whales today. Just wait like they're the big whales out there are uh, are like small fish to some of the guys that are mm-hmm. in the crypto space. So uh, it's it's going to be an exciting few years that we have in front of us. Um, and the people that are pioneering in this 
in this space and learning for themselves what it's all about are just going to be able to be ahead of the curve. So I love it. Okay, I want to ask you something that always fascinated with me was um, just how you got started, because I think a lot of people get into the NFT space. They're like, how do I get, what do I do? Like, I want to build, but I'm not an artist. Uh, what what can I do to help? So I'd love for you to kind of talk about um, how the connection started forming for you and how you kind of felt like you could add value to people in this space and just kind of the evolution of that, because I'm actually curious about that myself. 100%. Yeah, I found my home or my NFT home in the Cool Cats Discord in early July when just after they had started minting. It was, uh, I, I'd owned a few projects before that, uh, I famously minted five board apes and sold them all for point two, and you know went through my different like uh, <laughs> different different rugs at different points, you know, and, and had been in and out of things, but hadn't had that Discord link really until the Cool Cats came out. And then in the Cool Cats, I got swept up in the pandemonium of the minting and all these new people coming together and and understanding, uh, you know, their their the intimate love for this artwork and this artist story, clone story, and all these other things and. And I just had really sort of like become consumed by this discord and the people in it. So I was like, wow, okay, I think I've really found uh, a corner of this space where I have like-minded people I can bounce ideas off of and meet and and, and just talk about this space in general. And I think that that is such, such a crucial thing. And I understand that the cats are massively priced out, whether that's gutter or that's cool or um, you know, these, these other projects that I'm talking about from back in July are now uh, unobtainable for new people. But the community aspect hasn't changed. Um, the best thing that anyone can do in the NFT space is find a project they enjoy, find a project they like the artist, they like the art, they like the people, and they want to sort of commit their time to. Um, you know, the best thing you can do in this space actually initially is sit back and wait and do your research. And it's very hard to say that sitting in the position I am now, but it's definitely the thing that has worked best for me. It worked for Vinny, it worked for me, and it's how we met each other. You know, Vinny joined the space um, and had been in the space eight months before the Cool Cats minted, and we'd both been in the space sort of a longer time and hadn't really touched the idea of making a project or doing something. Obviously, Vinny's been doing his art for over 15 years, if not longer. Um, but that time that we took to evaluate, um, get involved by, you know, start initially as a collector and a trader and and, and just sort of like be in the space, be in the spaces, be in the news uh, or, or be, be abreast of the news and just sort of like consuming what's going on in the FT space before you start making bigger moves is something that I think is is super, super important. And again, it's super hard to say that because all anyone wants to do is just get involved. But if you want to plot out where you will best off fit in the space or where the skills that you bring from the outside world will best fit in Web3, you do need to take your time and, and, and understand where uh, and when is the best time to strike. So by the time the Cool Cats Discord had come around in July, um, a few months after that, in sort of late September, Vinny and I uh, you know, had been friends for a month or so in the Discord. And then I sort of reached out to him on Twitter and I was like, hey, I see you're making these amazing you know, pieces of art and I just love your style. And I think that if you'd ever think about doing a collection, it's something that I'd love to be a part of. Now, I'd never released a collection at that point, but I'd seen a lot, a lot of collections come and go and I'd seen the volumes peak and trough and and seeing how at that point, you know, how many items or pieces were selling well and what it meant to um, trade a certain amount of volume and what it meant to the community and building those those aspects. And I thought, OK, well, you know, my my, my prior life 
I was an army officer and, and I, I dealt a lot with leadership and and uh, and leading men into into battle, into war. And, you know, there's parts of that through training academies. That you can say, well, OK, I think I know how to corral a group of people around something that is a common good or interest. And so when we built out the letters discord initially, we had as much as it seemed like a free thinking and it is a free thinking, beautiful space. We had a, a an idea of how we wanted it to be built. We wanted it built in our image and our collective image of the people we wanted, um, you know, uh, interacting with the community and the people we wanted interacting with Vinny and, and just sort of like like minded come one, come all. But we have this sort of understanding that, you know, we're here to support an individual artist um, who is, is bearing a soul and is here on the Discord to chat and, and talk about. And that was really the the basis of building a community um, that we that, that we that we wanted to share with the world, and I always refer back to uh, one of my favorite quotes that was told to me by one of my commanding officers, who was my commanding officer in Iraq. Um, when I came back from Iraq and I was going to officer school, he said, "When you're going to be a leader, steal from the leaders that you." Uh, respect most you know and it's not a direct steal it's like oh I like the fact that he washes his car every day before he turns up in the parking lot uh, I like the way that his kit is ironed perfectly every time I like the way that he talks in, in, in situations or I like the way that he presents or I like the way that he does this out or the other he or she um, and so I just have taken that on board and and like to do that in everything that I do so when we were building the discord I was like okay I really like that um, you know, this is an open discord and anyone can join it. And I really like that this project only has a thousand pieces rather than 10,000 pieces and just sort of stealing from the projects that we liked and building something that was a collaboration of all those things that we loved about other projects that had been successful. Um, and I think that that's a really good, you know, uh, moniker for anyone to sort of take on um, when they're thinking about creating something or finding their way in this space. You know, one thing that you um, talked about that I just uh, want to go back to and something, this question that I asked um, about kind of how you got your start, I I didn't know the answer to this. Um, and so it actually takes me back even more because it's um, it is so fascinating to me. I didn't know, you know, some people may think, oh, you know, these guys knew each other, like they were friends before this, they knew each other in real life. Uh, the story is even more beautiful that you met through, you know, Web3 ties uh, and your connection and growing in, inside of these these micro communities. Because in Web3, there's such a um, something that is so overlooked about this space. And there's a reason why you start seeing projects that launched in December or November start taking off and then projects that launched a couple months later because there's people like finding homes in these discords. And as you grow with people in the space, you're able to really find like a core group. Uh, and and we all always say on the show, you know, we've talked about how a, a tide lifts all ships. But when you really think about communities and you're starting off and believing in the Cool Cats community and really loving um, the way they handled their business and and being able to, t you know, kind of grow within that ecosystem, it, it says a lot um, because, you know, there's other people that are in this room that also like uh, Ali's in here. And, and I know he has a similar story about kind of how he got his start. But uh, when you f when you meet friends um, and when you start to really grow with people, 
uh, and and are able to kind of get to know them um, on a, on a more of a personal level, which is what happens kind of in these discords when you know a community is still small. Uh, you really grow together and are able, are able to do some really amazing things in the space. And so I just love, um, I love that you, that was your journey, that it wasn't like you knew, you know, you were best friends with Klon and Vinny, like all of you guys, your, your paths crossed. Um, and if you look at like your pictures from Miami, you look like you'd be best friends for a lot, forever. And I have similar friends in the gutter cat gang, uh, like, like Leo and Buffet and, and guys that I've gotten to know very closely and we you everyone just kind of grows together and it's uh it's something that i think people forget and i think that that's the beauty of like these new these new projects come out and you're going to see project after project doing well um that are able to build that 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 important facet and really be able to do it um in a strategic manner because it's not something that's easy to do 100% i mean if you if you break it down and you think about it um, the people in the discords with you are people who already predisposed to almost be your friend already if they're like there for genuine reasons. So you're like, okay, I like the look of this cat and I like the art and I think it represents me. And so I go into the discord and I mint a bunch and then there's other people in there who also like the look of this cat. And so then you move on to, okay, like we're talking and, and we're getting to know each other and uh, and suddenly it's like, okay, wow, I've, I've got these prefabricated friends already who are in the NFT space now because they're predisposed to either a love of art or a love of the future of technology um, or all these other things that maybe would make you uh, stand out at a party. You know, oh, it's the NFT guy in the corner or like, oh, I don't understand crypto. Talk to me about this. So like you've already checked off a whole bunch of like things on a list, right? You're like, cool. Yeah, this guy loves blockchain, loves NFTs, loves like the look of this cat. And so there's already a huge amount of similarity there. And then when you add on top of that, just getting to know people even deeper, you add this connection that is just so special. And there's nothing I've never seen it in any other way in any other part of my life. And I, you know, I, when I talk about Vinny and I, I feel so lucky to have met him, I feel so lucky to have met him in a business. Lucky to have met him because he's now one of my best friends in the entire world. Like that's on, like he flew into L.A. a week ago and he's staying with me for a whole month here. And we're doing a whole bunch of different things together. And, you know, we didn't even know each other six to seven months ago yet. He's one of my closest friends. And that's something that it cannot be, uh, you know, it cannot be understated or overstated for that for that matter about what NFTs are doing for uh, just sort of channeling your life towards other people who feel and think the same way as you do. You know, when you when you're going about the space and you're like, um, you know, there's a lot of projects that they like everyone that's like community has become like a very much so like a buzzword. And I think that um, I think that there's a lot of ego in the space and a lot of people that kind of want to be in, in the limelight. They want to be center stage. And so they're um like when they're building a project, they they promise these things, but they really don't. They don't have like the core values and ideals to really execute on them because they just don't. They don't understand what it takes um, to build it. Which really, in order to build something special, you you community kind of evolves on its own. Um, but also, like you, there there are some things that can be done to really help um, to help build community. And I think one of the most important things is is constantly helping elevate other people. And so uh, one thing, and I've talked to, I've told Vinny, like I really admire about you guys is like I've, um, 
you know, someone that's kind of similarly studies the space and watches how communities have been growing fascinates me what you guys have been able to do in such a short time um, with with the letters community. What are some of the things, um, best practices that you took away from your own experience and growth in the Cool Cats Discord that you put into place right away when trying to build out, you know, your your own Discord um, for the Letters Project uh, and trying to start build a strong community there? Yeah, a, a great question. I think that um, the idea of community, like you said, it's almost becoming like this weird word that's, it, that people don't really you know like like everyone's just like it's such a strong community such a strong community like get in the discord it's hype like such a strong community and i think that it's sort of losing its understanding for what it is right and and you have to sort of bring it back to what the idea of a of an organic community looks like people coming together to talk about a collective you know love whether that be an artist or certain art or whether it's like the space in general um i think that another thing that cannot be understated enough is how important growing an organic community is and people talk about it's organically grown it's organically grown and, and what i mean by that is like no retweet contest to get into discords no um you know like you don't you don't want to be like baiting people to come and join your community just to make the numbers go up and i think that that's such an important thing people think about numbers all day long because they're trading in east and they're changing it into usd and then they're moving back into other coins and they're doing whatever and everything is a number in this space but community is not something that should ever be a number um the amount of people who are there you know like you could have a hundred thousand people in the mechaverse this mechaverse discord um, but if those people are actual actionable people with wallets turning up every single day, talking to you, engaging and vibing with the artists or the art in the space, uh, it's a very different thing. You could have 100,000 people who are all bots and don't talk. And it's like, great. Well, your number's 100,000, but your actual like, uh, you know, like your actual follow through into any project that I put into this discord is 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 close to zero. I would rather have a thousand people in a discord, a thousand active members of people who genuinely care, turn up, want to talk about the artwork. Uh, and connect with the artists compared to any like like to fifty thousand people because it just it makes no sense. Um, we're talking about. I, I often tell the story, and I think it's really important to constantly remind people is that NFTs are all about and, and art in general is all about removing the monetary value of something and adding the emotional connection in its place. And when people buy high profile artwork pieces at auction at Christie's for millions of dollars and they put it on their wall and they invite people around to to look at it, they're asking. They, they're wanting to tell that story you know they want people to come around at a dinner party look at front look, look look at this massive oil painting on the wall and say i beat someone on the phone in china for this for 10 million dollars and and i was it and i was and i didn't think i'd get it and i had to call in an extra line of credit and all this other stuff it's the exact same thing in the nft space the reason why um letters has been a success is hugely because Vinny is an extremely talented artist and uh, works in a ton of different mediums and 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 goes out and talks to his community but it's also because he is approachable and easily talked to talk talk to in his community you go into the letters discord and you interact in the discord and you can talk to Vinny Hager the artist um and that's a that's something that people tell stories about you know it's it's why we've had people who've held their letter since mint because it means too much to them to sell you know and it might be at a three floor now but you know there's people with certain roles in these discords who are like i've i have i've had three dis three letters and i've never sold a piece and i never even will think about it until it hits 100 ETH. and you know I, I, and when they say it you know in our discord i actually believe them because the emotional connection we're making with people in our discord between artists and art collector is something that just 
it can't be undervalued or overvalued. It's it's so important because those people are the people putting us on their back and those people are our investors and those people are our friends. And once you stop thinking about NFTs as a number and stop thinking about people as numbers in discords and start thinking of them as real people um, who, are, who, who just love and enjoy the art in the same way you do, you'll realize that your community will grow organically and people will respect you for it and you know you'll continue to grow sort of exponentially yeah i couldn't agree more and i think one thing that you touched on which is um really important is uh just when you look at the space and kind of how it's evolved um in the last i guess few months with uh, a lot of projects coming in um and you there's a whole there i feel like the whole marketing technique of uh launching a product uh, a project has changed and I'm sure it'll continue to evolve because it's just um, people are going to keep learning or kind of catch on to tricks that have been played. But uh, like you said, a lot of people do look at numbers. And um, and I think that even when you have a, a solid roadmap and you have plans for the future, if, you, if you're not able to build a really strong um, network of growth within the ecosystem like there's a lot um there's a lot of like internal conflict that can happen because of price movements uh and and i think that that's something that uh when if you're able to like like you were talking about people aren't focused on the floor price if it goes up or down i mean i've i minted a letter and i i don't even look at it like i don't even look at the floor price um and I looked at it the other day, and I was like, "Holy shit! I can't believe how uh, how much these are worth now." But that was like the extent of it because it's just like never been an idea to to sell it anyways. Because I I love Vinny and I want to support him, but that's that's like a really important aspect of um, a community growth is when when you do feel that connection or when you feel like someone really cares about um, about you, and it's not just a business and you're not just a number. Then, um, then the people that, like you said, like when your mindset is, how can I give back to these people? Cause they're giving to me and like, without them, I would be nothing. And so when you have that mindset where it like is more of a humbling experience, it allows you to kind of shift and try to do everything you can to, to work for those people. And, and when people feel that it's just like that growth that happens is so organic people aren't thinking about the numbers as much because they're so focused on just like growing together and creating like beautiful things in, in these ecosystems. And so I, I'm glad that you touched on that because, um, because there may be some project, uh, builders out there that could learn, uh, some really valuable lessons or people thinking about building a project. And, um, and really the key is, is like, if really, I mean, obviously you have to have talent and like people have to, value the art because nfts uh, in a lot of these cases are art or the the you know the storyline but then at, at beyond that you know like you said once you're pulled in because you have that connection it's about finding all the other connections that you have with these individuals and i think your friendship with um people in this space is a huge indicator of how uh how we should everyone should be approaching um nfts and and it shouldn't be just about, you know, uh, like the next flip. And I mean, there's also, I think there's also like a connection. Maybe you speak on this because when you're constantly 
thinking about numbers and money, this this uh, this space can be really taxing. But when you have relationships involved and you have friendships, it doesn't seem like the day to day is as much of like burdensome. And like when you do lose some some money in the NFT space, it's not really as big of a deal because you're really busy building and helping other people and like growing in the space. Yeah, it's, it, that's a, it's a really interesting, really, really interesting point and something that I've had to come to terms with a lot more recently because I've been doing far more building than I have been doing collecting and, and engaging with pro- projects. So I see a lot of projects come out and mint before I even understand what they are because we're so busy in meetings or, or, or just trying to build what we're trying to build. Um, the It's... <sighs> I think that right now, like it just like to, to get that monetary value in your NFT project, people are just trying everything and anything. Um, and why I think Lessers has been a success, and one of the many reasons I think Lessers has been a success, is because we have actually turned down far more than we have accepted. And that's not to discourage people connecting with other people and doing other things with other people in the space, but I think that it just goes to lead in with like good things take time and in the nft space that time can feel like years and years and years because in essence it's months and months and months but just sort of like slowly plotting out where you want to be and making the correct moves rather than the rash moves in order to get the monetary movement or the price movement up because you know oh goodness my my project's been out for two months now and it's not even sold out or it's been out for two months now and and my my people are just talking about floor all the time and, and they just need the next like sort of monetary hit when you step back from that and understand that the long-term roadmap, whether that's a personal roadmap you have for yourself or the long-term vision you have for your project, um, is going to pay dividends over the span of a year rather than in the span of a month, you ha- sort of have, I can breathe more of a sigh of relief where I'm just like, okay, well, these, these, these quick price movements up and down week to week don't really matter in the long term because what we're building uh, will reap value for those people who've paid attention and stayed in the project and i think that there's a few people in here now that i've seen who've held letters in, in the space with us today who've held letters from the start and i think that they would probably all say you know they're happy that they've kept their letter through the pumps and the dumps because um you know these they, they believed in the long-term vision and they saw what we had laid out for um for our, our idea for letters and have come Come, come to see that their their letter is now worth, you know, 20 or 30x what they minted it for. And that's a fantastic thing, you know, but that, that, that takes a trust, a level of trust in the community that you have to build and you have to work through. You have to be transparent the whole time. And a lot of the times it helps to be doxxed and, you know, like showing what you're doing and sort of keeping your Twitter active with the things that you're doing and the bridges that you're building. Um, but yeah, I just, I think that my advice would be just to take a deep breath sometimes and understand that this is a marathon and not a sprint. Um, because a lot of these new NFT tact- NFT projects that are coming out are employing tactics that are just, uh, inevitably going to hurt them in the long run rather than looking sort of six to eight months down the line. Yeah. And another reason why I'm always, I'm way more, I don't have time to do due diligence, uh, on, a th- like a hundred discords or even like five discords a day of like trying to figure out which communities are organic. So it also just makes a lot more sense to like get heavily involved with a few and grow with it. And like ones that you really believe in, uh, after you see, and just like, okay, I know this is, um, 
like I'll I'll check back in with this in a month or two and see how it's going and like every time it, it, when I do that with the letters project I'm always I'm always happy with uh what I've what I've been seeing and I think people if they do that if they like find those projects instead of just minting every garbage and hoping like to eventually hit a gold mine and doing like some research after min and maybe even being patient and not even minting and just watching what the communities look like before buying in and then just holding and being a part of it is a is a really good strategy. Um, I feel like this uh, this show is going by very fast because I appreciate. I, I feel like a lot of the things we're talking about are things I think about a lot. Uh, I appreciate this conversation. I'm going to ask a couple more questions, and then we're going to head over to. Uh, I'm going to delete this so that the top pin tweet is the community corner one. So if you have a question, go that uh, and type your question or hit that request button, and you can come up and ask your own questions as well. One thing I do want to touch on. Um, because I do think I'm curious what you feel like with this, because I see the, the, the way and the organic growth of the, the letters project, um, was like you said, like it it happened very organically. It wasn't like there weren't, weren't thousands and thousands of people in there. It's kind of like slowly built, uh, which I thought was really beautiful and something I really loved about that project from the very beginning. I think a lot of people struggle with that, like thinking like, like less is more sometimes, and I think that's true. But uh, so you you've gone through that, and you've seen the success of that, and now you're on the other side of the spectrum with the weather report. Whereas like you open a weather report space is like bam, like 500 people. The Discord's blowing up. God, you're like trying to make sure bots aren't getting in. This is a whole different scenario. So I'd love to hear kind of like what like you're going through a whole new experience with trying to like build a really. Uh, like a powerful community ecosystem. What are some of the what are some of the the things that you've like really enjoyed about like this new project and some of the struggles or like things that you know like uh, like are kind of hard to manage? Because one thing, especially in Discord, as I started mine, like I didn't ever want it to like explode because I just was nervous that it would be so hard to try to keep it like organic and like growing organically where people are able to connect just because there's so many people. Uh, so I'd love for you to talk about kind of the, the challenges and also kind of the joys of uh, the weather report and trying to build this thing up. Yeah, absolutely. And, and as per usual, Carl, you, you see all in a way that uh, very few in this space do. And, and I respect that because you've hit the nail on the head there. You know, we we had an amazing slow grow with letters um, and it's now become, you know, I like to think of letters as like a counterculture NFT in the way that like skateboarding is a counterculture sport um, with weather report. It's, it's been so, so different. And, you know, we, we expected a, um, a large amount of people to be interested in it um, because the way that it was set up was that we baked the art vision out. Well, it wasn't me personally because the art is all um, the one of my, well, the, the founder, uh, of the project, uh, Zach goes hard. Uh, it's his, it's his community vision, or it's, it's his, uh, it's his artistic and creative direction that, um, that, that is, is the artwork. And, you know, that's built into, you know, like early 2000 skateboarding, whether it be like flip skateboards or world industries, just sort of like bringing that like uniqueness, um, uh, back to, back to the forefront in, in this day and age is really, really cool. And it's such a interesting art style. Then adding our names, onto it uh, on, onto the header and, and being the founders of that project um sort of lit a powder keg because people are like okay we really like the art and the people who've created it are people who've been in the space uh, well over a year and and have built other projects and and been a part of things so when we launched that 
you know that gif and we we launched the the twitter and it all went crazy we were, we didn't really really understand how crazy it would go and 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 how much hype we would build around it um but again it was it was an organic amount of uh, of, of hype and it still remains that way to this day but it's a different kind of organic because it's not like People are stumbling across it and entering a Discord with a hundred people in, and 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 finding it sort of in this like sort of roundabout back alleyway. Um, we've never done anything like bought followers or retweet contests or any of that sort of stuff. Everything has always and will always be an organic grow. But when that organic grow is something that is just so crazy to manage, it just presents loads of different strange tasks that I'd never thought about, and it, it's it's panic-inducing sometimes because. You know, you owe it to the community and, and, and to the people who like the project and who are inevitably our future investors to deliver something that is a quality project in the right time frame um, and in a way that, that people find palatable. And so the Discord thing is is, is a huge, huge um, part of it, making sure like our Discord was set up by someone who I trust, you know, with with everything but my but my private key um and you know i know that he the way he's built out a bunch of different discords before and, and the security measures but it's still you know we're banning thousands of bots a day whether that be automatically or uh or through our some of our amazing moderators like omi bans like 300 bots a day and um and it's it, it's it's definitely it's it, it's a bigger ship to to sort of steer into harbor you know it's the difference between trying to trying to moor a super yacht and trying to moor a you know a, a small lovely catamaran um and it comes with its own challenges and its own rewards and, and the stakes are a lot higher um the main bugbear and, and problem for me at the moment and something that i had never really expected to be such a a huge part of my time is just dealing with whitelists you know like we whitelisted everyone for the uh, for for the for Vinny's project, there was only a thousand people or a thousand spots on that one, and there's ten thousand on this one. But when your demand for something is far outweighs the supply you have for it, there's always going to be people who, you know, unfortunately miss out on minting something, or um, you know, like people enter our Discord assuming that they can grind their way to a whitelist spot, even though we've never publicly said that or have any sort of checks or balances in places to in, in place to do that. And I just think that this clashing with that culture of people who are there to flip or people who are there to you know just 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 make a heap amount of money which is exactly what people should be doing on things like this and then trying to pick out the people who are also there because they you know just love the project and want everything to do with it is is, is such a hard sort of way to tread through up until mint i will forever say this until it is incorrect but for me the most challenging part of any project is the lead up to the mint they're like that last month towards the mint it is so stressful you're trying to get lists together and make sure that everyone like again steering that ship into harbor in a way that you know make sure it's okay and then we saw today with with some of the minting problems people have even during mint um all that sort of stuff is just like it's just front loaded into the most stressful four weeks that anyone could you know really imagine um and yeah just sort of just making sure that we do right by everyone you know i want to make sure that everyone who's listening in this audience who's interested in weather report knows that we are breaking our backs to deliver something that is you know credible and important and that people like while also remaining true to our community when that community is forty thousand people in a discord it's hard it's very easy to miss the people who are creating great fan art and doing these amazing things and tweeting us all day long and i just you know i have this overwhelming feeling i'm so happy and proud of everything we're doing but i have this overwhelming feeling of just like sometimes i get a little bit hurt you know because i i just want there's so many people that that are so excited about this project and just not enough spots for people to get involved 
And uh, that's just the, the, the unfortunate part of having 10,000 of something. And once we're past the minting point and we can live with this project on OpenSea and, and see the volume it brings and, and see the people interacting with it and people talking about floor price, we're in a whole different, uh, you know, we're already ashore and we're, 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 we're walking off the boat at that point. But getting to that point is always the most stressful. And, and I just I want to apologize to anyone in the audience who's desperately trying to get a spot any way they can, but haven't found a way to yet. You know, we're trying to distribute this fairly, distribute this evenly, distribute this through the majority through communities that we love and care about are very different floors. And I promise you that I love you all. And I, and I know that it's a bit crazy, but we will get there. That was a bit of a long answer. Apologies, no, Carl. you know, I think um, I love your reflections on it because it's everyone thinks it's like this dream, like to have a mechaverse, like where everything's so hyped and you're like, I mean, it, 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 and it may be for certain uh, developers like that is like if you're looking to sell out and make a shit ton of money and get a lot of hype, then sure, like that's great. But uh, that's like, that's not really the even the true like spirit of Web3. And so... Like, I really love that you're up here, like, with a project that is probably one of the most hyped right now in the space and talking about these things because it's so true. Like, if you're really trying to build something special and you have thousands and thousands of people coming in and bombarding, you know, a Discord with questions or only thinking about how do I get a whitelist, um, how do I get this so that I can make money it, it it gets really hard to build something like organic and feeling like um, helping people find those other individuals in in the Discord that they really connect with. Uh, something that looking back and something you have a lot of pride in uh, with with Vinny and that you guys have done so well. Uh, and so you're also like after having that experience and now having like the like this other side of the spectrum. I can only imagine just like the challenge it is for you and and trying to figure out how to navigate it um, and continually think about how to do things the best way. And I just think like, I do think you're the, the, the avenue that you've gone about of like finding communities you really care about that you trust that will hopefully be able to find the people that can bring in the ones that really do care about it because it hopefully will wash out some of some of the people that maybe are only in there for for a really short term or like short term mindset, and so um, even though it is like you said, it's a it's a challenge. Like like you're going to be able to learn a lot from this situation, and and uh, I think uh, I think I'm very bullish. Um, think that that Will and and the and the rest of the guys that are involved in this is just they're they're lucky to have you uh, to be a part of it because. That's an aspect that um, that you have to be thinking about if you're if you're trying to make it in the long term, um, because it's, if 100%. you if you don't have that, you're you're just screwed. It's impossible to it's impossible to um, to stay relevant if you're if you don't have like people that really care about each other in a community. I agree with that. And, you know, I, I, I will say that the weather report discord is beautiful, you know, and like the people who are like meeting each other in there, it's wonderful. Like there's this whole voice chat gang that they've made where like people watch, they watched Bandersnatch together last night and like picked all of the different things on Netflix, like themselves, they did a group think about how to, how to get through it. And it's like, it really is amazing. It's just the sheer size. And I do want to say that I relish the opportunity to do something like this, but it is interesting to be in these high level meetings with my co-founders and thinking about like, what we're going to do in the next six months with weather report as a brand and like 
building out a record label and building out, you know, a clothing company and building out something that's truly going to be international and then coming back to what we've got in front of us in the next four weeks and then dealing with whitelist. And it's like crazy to just go from having this high level understanding of where this brand is going to be a year from now and the the massive plans we have for this whole project beyond the NFT space to then coming back to realizing that there's people like staying up for 24 hours grinding for a whitelist spot when we never said that that was going to be a thing yeah um and it's just it's just trying to manage both those expectations you know because we've got the community in there who love us and 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 we're very lucky and thankful to have people spending their time meeting other people in this discord um but yeah it's just it just goes to show that the the those weeks up before mint are definitely the most stressful (laughs) (laughs) well it's uh yeah it, it works itself out after the mint is over and um you'll be able to continue to build people that that really believe in it are going to find a way to get get their hands on it hopefully and and I'm excited to continue to watch it's been fun like I think I I think I had heard about it like the week that you start talking about because I'm uh, obviously I, I follow you so I saw you start talking about it and I was uh, automatically intrigued because I know you had helped Vinny out so I'm just really excited and uh, and I'm pumped for you one just to be able to like do this on the other side of the spectrum get all these new challenges but also like uh, I had originally asked some of the joys of it too which I think you just touched on just like the massive power of like the brand that can be created from it too in in kind of the long run and and so it's cool to hear you talk about like like that that fire that's in your soul to make sure to grind it out and make sure things are done right um and it sounds like that's happening so i'm really excited for you i can't wait to see uh where it goes and um and yeah let's go ahead let's turn to some questions we got some people requesting to come up I could probably I could ask uh, ten more questions to you, but I'd rather have the audience have a chance to come up and pick your brain. So let's get to community corner. Get your catnip and questions ready. It's time for you to take the stage for another segment of community corner. All right, and we have Queen Peach on the stage, passionate about contemporary art. What's going on? Thanks for being here. Oh, no, she's not on stage. She got knocked down. Hold on a second, because I'm pretty sure I have her question. She Here it is. She said, I'm curious to know uh, how Toby created a community that balanced collectors who wanted to make a profit and fostering a community of patrons who love the art and want to be part of a, long, a project long term. Uh, a fantastic question. And I think that when you when you read that to me the first thing that popped into my head was just authenticity you know like those things are things that come with um that, that, that come with a project you know the, the successes of it but we remained um as authentic as we could be and as open and honest with the community as we could be at every single point whether that was after minting out uh, making an announcement about money moving from the treasury to pay certain people for contracts and stuff like that it, it was it's that transparent and I think that it's uh, it, it's it's done us a world of good. You know, I always say that the blockchain is transparent uh, and everyone can read it. It's immutable. Why? So why would you lie? You know, there's no I think that the reason why we're all such good friends in the NFT space is because you can literally go rummage around in people's wallets and through Etherscans if you'd really like to. And so there's no reason to hide anything because, you know, it's all there anyway uh, on chain. So you might as well be as transparent with your community as possible once your computer once your community sees the transparency it just goes from strength to strength and uh, and those things are born from that 
And Queen Peach is up here now with us, and uh, such a beautiful question. Thanks for um, hitting that request button to get back up here. Did you have any follow-up questions? And I hope I read that question uh, as as well as it seemed you wrote it. Yeah, no, thank you so much. I really appreciate it, and I'm super, super fascinated by this entire conversation. So thank you so much for hosting the space and for Toby for being such an asset to everyone who's listening um, and learning a thing or two um, from what you have mentioned. But I do have another question. So you were mentioning how, you know, this project with Vinny and how you only had a thousand works um, to mint and how you were trying to build like quite slowly and authentic without utilizing any um, extreme marketing strategies and um, hype strategies that a lot of other projects utilize. So I just wonder, like, how did you overcome this, like, this anticipation or I guess the understanding that you know what the art is, right? You understand that the art is amazing and it's captivating and um, I'm sure, like, you will find the right collectors. But how did you kind of overcome this moment, you know, of, like, building it slowly out without getting frustrated that it might not capture or caught the attention of the right type of people like how did you deal with that or how did you utilize this type of um struggle i would say not saying that you had a struggle but just like in general generally speaking how would you utilize that struggle in actually making it into 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 your strengths within that project i i think it's a fantastic question thanks for asking it i think that um you know every all of us have had struggles at every single point in all of these projects um but where we you know we we had full belief in the project both of us from the very very start and we understood that what we were building people would want um but the way to get through to that exact point is to make sure that you're you're combining all of your strengths and assets in the right way so for Vinny, you know he can draw these the, his letters on anything whether that's furniture the wall you know um li- li- anything you can think of he can draw on it and so we saw that as, as as a supreme strength and wanted to reinforce our project by making sure that we showed people that in real life we launched just before going to nft nyc and that was done on purpose so that when we went to nft nyc people were talking about the project people could then meet Vinny in person and we did a pop-up mural where he painted on the wall and we got our community together and linked with them outside of the discord and that was something that really reinforced Vinny as an artist the project uh, itself and uh, humanized us to our community you know we also did something like this is even before when we launched our discord initially we did a um, a scavenger hunt you know Vinny and I went uh, to a tag sale here in Santa Monica and and bought some chairs and stools and tables off these really two nice old ladies um, who still follow Vinny on Instagram, which is hilarious. They comment all the time on his on his Instagram. Um, and he, he drew all over these, um, the, these stools and everything beautifully, had it done within half a day. And then on our way to the Cats, Cool Cats, the first CCLA Cool Cats meetup, we dropped them, one in Ven- Venice, one in Santa Monica, drove up to um, Sunset Boulevard and dropped one up there on Melrose, and then finishing at the Cats thing, and we we live tweeted it and put it through the discord and it engaged our community in a way that we hadn't seen before. You know, people were running out of their houses to get to Abbot Kinney Boulevard to pick up a stool, you know, and then if they got there in time, they now owned a real Vinnie piece that is now in their house still. And it's just sort of building those in real life connections, building that tangible connection with your community and not just saying, Hey, here's this digital piece of art on the internet. I really hope you like it. And I hope you hold it for a while that's fantastic and that's great and that might work for people but for building those roots and strengths in the communities you need to connect in other ways and in real life is a really good way to do that 
Amazing question. Thanks again, Queen Peach, for coming up. Let's go ahead and go to sscena.eth. How are you doing? Thanks for coming up on stage. Sina. Sina, are you there? Oh, hello? Hey, Sina, how are you? Thanks for coming up on stage. Yeah. I, I honestly didn't even mean to hit the button. <laughs> I'm like lying in bed. You're like, like you're like asleep. sitting here. You're like, what is this? Uh, I'm ready for the next question. Where is this guy? Did I get rugged? Yeah, I know. I, I'm honestly just lying in bed, about to go to sleep. I guess I hit the button. <laughs> we, uh, I will say, we do love Cena. Cena is an original letters collector, um, and is a legend. So I hope you sleep well, my, my friend. Love yeah, you. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm going to bed to the sound of Toby Lasso. <laughs> it is it's a beautiful thing uh have a good night and thanks for uh thanks for letting us um be you know what lullabies you to sleep tonight <laughs> thanks guys <laughs> all right uh namos are you there are you are you there yeah yeah hey how are you thanks for coming up on stage no thanks for having me guys uh and thank you for uh, putting that space together i've learned so much and it's been so nice listening to you and it's actually three o'clock a.m but I'm still awake and I'm still listening. This is so interesting. Um, firstly, how I find the pro the, about the weather report just came across um, on uh, came across on Twitter, and I was really fascinated by the art. And then the more I learn about the project, the more I love it. And I just I just wanted to ask a quick question: um, What where do you see the project going in? Let's say the next five to ten years, and where do you see the space in general going in that time? Thank you so much for your question, Namaz, and, and thank you for your fan art. You know, it's one of the best we've had through, and it's really, really beautiful, and you're extremely talented yourself. Um, where do I see Weather Report in the next five to ten years? Um, I, I'm being 100% honest with this. I think it's going to be an international brand. I think it will be massive. Um, the plans we have for Weather Report extend far beyond a 10,000 PFP collection. That'll be the base of what we build everything else off of. But you know, the depth of our team, uh, whether that be Zach and Will's background in both streetwear and inroads um, in music and just the collective friendships they have with people, uh, not just in LA, but in New York and around the world, is something that really drew me to the team in the first place and is is a huge part of what Weather Report will be post-Mint. Um, we have an, a lot, a lot of plans surrounding, you know, a clothing company, uh, record label, um, moving into doing in-real-life events. You know, we'll have a, a launch event um, in February when we, when we uh, release our, our project that I think will blow people away because I don't think they really understand. It will really first give people an understanding of the depth of the connection of the people in the team um, to the outside world. And uh, I genuinely see it, uh, no cap, an international brand, an internationally recognized brand around the world. Um, and that is what we're planning on and that's what we plan to execute with. As far as the NFT space, um, I love to. I love. I love. Love. Love this question because I believe in five to ten years, NFTs will be everywhere. And I know that at the moment uh, when people think of NFTs, they think of artwork, um, but non fungible tokens being used for everything, um, whether that be um, you know a university degree, um, non fungible token, uh, the deed to your house, non fungible token, and I think that it's going to help. Um, 
uh, not so much people in you know the Western world because we have the institutions and, and practices to uh, have deeds to houses and things like that. But it will definitely start uplifting uh, a lot of people in the third world, um, especially you know I, th I think of I like to think back to a story of uh, when I was. Uh, in Iraq and we were talking to a family on the ground who uh, had said that their house was stolen and it turns out that they'd lived in this house for 80 years uh, and they had fled because the rebels had moved too quickly um, and overtaken their house and when they got back to the reclaimed land their house had just been occupied by someone else and they said there's nothing we can do about it um, you know, this is our house, but we never had a deed to it. My grandfather, my great grandfather built it 80 years ago. Um, and especially with these countries that have a high turnover in governments or maybe uh, are, um, you know, well, you know, they're, they're, they're at war most of the time. Records offices get burnt up. Um, that idea of decentralized ownership will extend to property, will extend to, um, you know, absolutely everything in the world. And that will completely change how humans are able to interact with other people in the world and, and, and hopefully save some of these more tragic in instances with governments that are far poorer than ours. Um, yeah, I'm excited for that, really. That's going to be that. That's hopefully where we'll be in five to 10 years. That's an amazing uh, question, but I love your answer because um, I've had th that question has been asked a few times on the show throughout the episodes to different guests. And some people don't even uh, they're like, I can't even predict where it's going to be in a year. Which is so accurate, but I love like you're like you talked about like a decade. You know, it may it's hard to put a time on it, but you know, like that vision of where everything's heading, uh, and and the the quickness it seems like um, it is really fascinating, and seeing it being able to help um, help civilizations kind of continue to grow and prosper is also amazing because of the borderless nature of the blockchain too. So. I really loved that you did tackle that answer, and I loved your answer. Rad Laser Falcon, how are you? Ethereal's co-founder, how are you doing tonight? I'm so good. How are you? <laughs> good to good to uh, hear you again. I love, I, man, I love the guests you have on your show. It just like blows me away. I, it's like so many things I'm curious about, and it's and and you feed my curiosity so so well with these guests. Um, my question is, is, you know, I'm kind of like curious about the, like the future for fine artists. And do you find that this, like for Vinny, that this has been like an easier collaboration with, you know, external projects? Because, you know, I come from kind of the brand world and like, we would try to put together collaborations like all the time and it's so fraught and there's like legal things and IP things and so many people in the room when you're doing these kind of IRL collaborations or other collaborations with other projects and, um, you know, as you're moving through your roadmap and plans, do you find that it's a little bit easier or as you scale, is it still as hard as it was um, probably in the IRL space? I'm just curious. I, I think it's certainly easier now with the, the, the vehicle of delivery of, of NFTs and the lack of regulation and stuff like that. I think that, that that's really special. You touched on sort of like fine artists and, and the fine art world there. And I think that it's interesting because we're seeing a, a static shift happen in, in the fine art world outside of NFTs um, where, you know, like lots of NFTs are being sold through Christie's now and and, uh, and, and Sotheby's and, and the fine art world are, are waking up to the idea of NFTs. And what's happened with Vinny is that, you know, we've seen the NFT space be a good conduit to you know, deliver his artwork to more people. Um, yet he remains a multidisciplinary and, and uh, multimedia artist 
across the board you know his his mantra when we first had our first meeting was i want to continue to bridge the physical and digital world so he does an awful lot of artwork still physically um and it's a it's a super interesting question i, I actually prefer thinking of the nft space as just a better way to show more people more art because if you think back to you know even 10 15 years ago um there's more people buying art than ever now because nfts because of the internet whereas if you wanted to buy a piece of artwork you may have to walk in to uh, a small gallery in new york or in your high street or wherever you live in the world you have to walk into a gallery and have some snotty snooty horrible man or woman look at you and be dress you up and down and see if you're good enough to buy that piece of artwork you know and it is enough to turn the majority of people away from ever even thinking about buying art in that way. And so now with NFTs, we've seen this amazing shift um, where anyone with an internet connection and a wallet can buy and own pieces of art from amazing artists all around the world. So I think that hopefully this is going to help bring the NFT space will help bring more people to collecting and owning artwork that we've ever seen before. Because I feel like at the end of the uh, end of the 20th century, we just saw you know, a real, the fine art world dying because of their annoying, snooty elitism. And now it's like the tables have turned and the, and, and the, and the hands are back in, or the, the power is back in the hands of the people. And, and that's something that I just love about this space. I have a follow-up question based on what you just said, because you're saying um, that Vinny is still like a multi multidisciplinary artist. He's still doing physical and digital works and a blend of that. Um, as as like the pieces scale and grow larger and in that fine art kind of like atmosphere, are you guys looking into fractionalized ownership and things like that? Cause I, what I love is the accessibility. Um, Cause there's so many fine artists that I've, I've followed and, and personally couldn't have ever hoped to own a physical piece. Um, somebody who comes to mind is like Ron English with crypto light club and like other artists like that. So you can get like a piece, you can either get like, you know, one of their, um, generative PFP projects or like Shepherd Ferry or somebody like that. And then also then with the recent West Lang drop that I thought was super cool um, that like Bait kind of facilitated, they did like fractionalized ownership of three of the larger pieces. Um, I'm just curious about your thoughts or if you have thoughts around fractionalized fine art ownership. Uh, another amazing question. Um, I think I haven't, the, the, the straight answer is that I haven't, we haven't really been thinking about fractionalization just yet. Um, and it's mainly because we, 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 we want to, we want to be sure that people like, like the, the main thing for us is like getting people something physical of Vinny's and it's like meeting up with him and like bringing a hat and having him draw on it uh, or bringing a pair of shoes and having him draw on those and just like connecting with an artist in a different way. We like that. Yes, that there's not that many pieces in there and the barrier to entry is high. And, and that is, you know, an, it, 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 it's not great, but I think that making sure you control the supply of the amount of things out, uh, the amount of things that an artist has out is, is, is important to growing that artist as, as a, you know, as, as a reputable artist, because at the end of the day, you could release a project with a hundred thousand pieces and make sure everyone owns a piece of your art, or you could have a lower amount of pieces that then value you as an artist. Unfortunately, add a monetary value to you as an artist, but then still be able to come and meet Vinny in real life and have him draw letters on something, whether that's a skateboard or a piece of paper or do whatever. And sort of creating that, that, that making sure that the barrier to entry to owning something might be quite high, but the barrier to entry of meeting him and talking to him about art and owning something that he's drawn to you hand drawn is extremely low, if not free, is something that we've 
we've been we, we've been trying to sort of move in that way because I don't know I just feel sometimes like the scaling of things and fractionalization of things can sometimes remove how much you feel something is yours um and that's not to that's in no way to sort of like you know to put any hate on fractionalization because i think it's important for some of those like drift pieces and and some of these artists that are just completely un you know unbuyable um but with vinny we want to well what we've been working towards together is just making sure that he's accessible still in the discord and people can come and meet him and get his art that way rather than just sort of like it's just it's just a balance isn't it it's like a scale just 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 understanding that but it's a really really fascinating question and i really appreciate you asking it it is uh it is also Thank cool you. to think about how you know i think the the when you think about fractionalization as well like you're going to see a lot of projects it's all about how they evolve um the community too because with the blockchain you're able to give power back to the collectors and then ultimately hopefully they can uh, pass that on to other people that can enter into the space. And so that is a really cool and fascinating part of the blockchain to me is uh, once you have a strong core, it seems like it, the scaling should be a lot easier if it's all built organically and right, um, because you have a bunch of people that are there to help pull in and find the right next uh, wave to come into the space. And so as you like scale it and grow it even, uh, even more, like you've seen um, projects like the board ape yacht club cool cats all these uh gutter cat gang all of them have you know given essentially more value back to the people that believed in them but then in turn they're able to get more and more uh users as well and i think that's a really cool thing even if it's not in like a top tier you still own 100 percent of a lower tier which is a which is a pretty awesome thing. All right, we have. Uh, let's do one last question. We're already over, but um, I'm not surprised that that we're over. If you have time for one more question, Toby, let's. Uh, we can end on this one, but I do want to respect your time. No man, I'm I'm having the time of my life. I also think that I met Red Laser Falcon like a few months ago at an event in LA, and I I might have met. Uh, you and your husband, I think, at the time, and it was really great. And then to see Ethereals come after that, I was like, oh, cool, I met them. I just got an ETH tattoo on my wrist. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you guys rule. Thank you so much for that question. I, I'm I'm here, Carl. Oh, I, I think it. we I think we did meet, and so good uh, good to see you again. I mean, we're in LA, and we go to a lot of events, so would love to link up again in the future if if you're around. Um, Danko Studios in the Arts District. I don't know where where you're at in the world, but he he loves to have uh, visitors, so. Um, hit me in the DMs if you ever want to do a studio visit. Love that. Thank you so much. Yeah, and I, this, those are the connections I love on the show whenever I hear those things happen. I've, I, it's like it's funny how often it happens, but talking about that organic growth, it's like a really beautiful thing. All right, we've got um, Bennett on stage. Bennett, thanks for coming up. Go ahead, man. Hey, well, first I want to thank uh, Toby for his time and, and for his service. Sounds like he was in the Army there, maybe England or Great Britain. Appreciate that. And just best of luck to him on, on weather report. And uh, man, I've learned so much. And I, he talked about picking two communities and I've, I'm all in on Carl and all in on Domedy. That's my two communities. So I, I know it's already paid off with great friendship. My, my silly question, I guess, is you're doing weather report. Do you all have a meteorologist or weather person that you're really targeting to, uh, that you want to get maybe in weather report or, or have them report on, on your all's NFTs? Yeah, it's a it's a great question. Lovely to meet you. Thank you so much for coming up. Um, yeah, uh, it's it's funny you say that. Like, uh, there are some some low key plans to um, 
definitely whether it be before our town halls or in some way like have like fit in a weather reporter um we're lucky i'm very lucky to be uh, friends with erica lee who uh, is another amazing person in the space um she's also a uh, news reporter for a local station here in la so i might try and coerce her but we're definitely gonna um we really want to like employ this like nostalgic 70s 80s you know, like a TV weather feel, you know, back when sort of weather was like a big deal to everyone. Um, and so, yes, absolutely, we'll have some sort of, of uh, weather man or, or weather woman, um, definitely there, you know, a weather person um, there to sort of like maybe telling the updated news or something, or maybe we'll have them reading out our roadmap when we when we release that. So, yeah, you, you, you're right on the money there, my friend. <laughs> I love it. Bennett with the silly question, but it turned out it's not silly at all. It's actually, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty genius. And I love that. Um, thank you for being here, Toby. I also want to give you a huge shout out because, uh, you were super kind to offer the, the crazy Carl collective 20 whitelist spots for the, uh, weather report. And so we're going to find uh, fun ways to give those out that, uh, allow the community to kind of grow and, and do probably through game nights and stuff like that. So I just wanted to, uh, thank you for, for offering our community that, uh, it means the world. And I know, um, if anyone is in, uh, the audience that's in the crazy car collective, they're probably, uh, they're really, probably really excited to, to hear that news as well. So thank you so much. I wanted to end uh the show with also just giving you an opportunity to talk about um anything that's coming down the pipeline any new news um maybe uh, about the weather report that you want to let people know that are really interested in the project or anything that's going on with Vinny um in the next week or a couple weeks uh before closing out the show yeah dude thank you so much um yeah and you know we love crazy carl we love the crazy carl community so happy to do that for, for you guys um what's coming up in the next few weeks i i wish like i have a brain full of full of alpha for these projects and i i, I wish that i could share it with you all um unfortunately we've got some things that are a bit sensitive and contracts need to be signed and and things that need to be sorted out however i can say that the amount of effort and time that is going into both letters and weather report is is astounding um i recently made this my full-time job as of about three four weeks ago um and it's something that i'm just super happy about and i thought that maybe i'd get a little bit more time back for myself compared to working two jobs but it turns out that it's all gas no breaks um and that's completely fine i, I couldn't be happier to be in the um in the position i'm in now i, I want anyone who's listening who's excited about the weather report um project launching next 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 month I, I want everyone to know that this is taking our full time our full attention we are reaching out um and connecting with some really interesting and amazing people not just in web3 but in the music industry and uh streetwear industry and what we have that is being built is beyond uh what potentially anyone thinks it might be right now i'm so excited to share those things with the world um parts of our nft project will include pieces that people will have never seen in an nft project before it's not just going to be your standard 10,000 characters that's something i'm super excited to share with you um and yeah i just want to i, I want to end on on saying thank you so much carl what you do for this space and what you do for people building and and, and projects launching uh, you offer a platform that is just unparalleled to 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 a, a lot of a lot of other things out there. There are there are there are bigger 
voices that shouldn't necessarily be bigger voices, in my opinion, um, doing things that that are interesting, but not talking to the people who are as interesting as the people you get on this show. And it's just a huge, huge thank you for me um, to you specifically for for what you're building here and the time you take to, uh, you know, just to just to look out for people in this community and and put forward projects that um, are people that people are putting their heart and soul into. And so thank you, Carl, uh, just just massively. I appreciate you more than you know. So cheers, brother. Cheers, man. You're gonna make me emotional now. So I appreciate um, all those kind words. It means a lot. Um, all right. So thank you again. If you don't already follow, uh, Toby, please go do that. Um, so that you can continue to stay up to date with everything he's involved in, because, uh, I think he's, he's Midas. He's got like the golden touch. He understands the space, uh, intimately. And so, uh, following him to kind of get, uh, that knowledge is, is definitely worthwhile. I want to give a huge shout out of gratitude, Toby, for coming on the show to chat about his journey so far in the web three space. The Crazy About Crypto Show does not accept paid advertisements or paid requests to come on the show. The quality of guests and educational content provided is essential. This show is run by loyal listeners through the establishment of the Crazy Carl Collective, where 100% of the Genesis NFTs are rewarded to listeners for the next two years by actively engaging in learning and listening to the show and helping build the growth of the collective. Web3 allows us to give value back to the consumers, and I thank each one of you for joining live tonight to help learn about the innovation that Web3 brings to each of us and challenge you to continue learning and growing in this space. If you enjoyed the show, please follow so we can see you at another show in the future and hopefully bring you into the collective one day. Also tonight, if you're in the collective, please go to the Discord immediately after the show to attend a Jackbox game after party hosted by Doge. This has been another production of Guttercat Studios. All conversations with Crazy Carl are for educational purposes only. You should never take financial advice from a cat or anybody really, especially financial advisors. Take control of your own financial future and do your own research always. That's all for now. Until next time, we'll see you in the metaverse.